From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Already kind of a rough start to 2024. I mean, here I am. It's up later than usual knocking one of these things out. And, of course, uh, you know, the broadcast TV executives don't understand that a lot of people go back to work January 2nd. Hell yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson lives his name of the podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for downloading. Happy 2024. As I am eyeballing the results incoming uh, for next week's national championship game for college football. More on that here in a few moments. But, yeah, first day of the new year. Nothing too terrible aside from staying up late and i shouldn't because i got work um but uh, you know i wanted to start off real quick you know a lot of people do the new year new me bullshit with resolutions and they often fall apart uh you know i don't know if i necessarily have a resolution here it's it's a goal and it's something i kind of came to kind of some cathartic thinking over the last couple of days and uh this isn't anything terrible uh, I'm doing fine. My wife's fine. The kids are fine. We're all okay. Um, but it's it's a personal goal of mine here in 2024. I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it. Uh, but if you're the praying type, please keep me in your prayers. Uh, if you uh, if you are just somebody who uh, likes to wish people well, wish me well. Don't want to reveal it yet, but I want you to hold me to my mysterious goal. Uh, I will talk more about it later on uh, if it comes to fruition here in 2024. It's another year. It's another opportunity. Uh, that's that's all I want to say at the moment. But uh, I've been kind of philosophical in my thinking the last couple of days. And I'll reveal later, uh, more later on down the road. Uh, before we get started, unfortunately, this is uh, the first day of 2024. Last weekend of 2023, you know, behind us and with... With that little uh, gray area, the in memoriams for celebrities. Well, if if you die uh, between Christmas and the New Year, basically uh, you never existed. That's how that actually works, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but Tom Wilkinson, R.I.P. to him. Uh, great character actor, dead at the age of seventy-five. He came into prominence uh, with the Full Monty late in his life. Uh, late 90s actually was nominated for some oscars it was a it was an oscar nominee that people actually went out and saw um and it was entertaining and then uh, you know he was nominated for a couple of more trophies down the road with uh, in the bedroom and michael clayton uh best known to us comic book nerds is uh the, the gangster falcone and uh, the dark knight trilogy of christopher nolan's you know the batman movies that uh, didn't suck uh, it came out in the 2000s. Like I said, great character actor. R.I.P. to him. And R.I.P. to uh, Carl Yarborough, three-time NASCAR champ. Um, and uh, I think uh, tied sixth all-time with what, is it Jimmy Johnson for cup wins, race wins. Uh, he died oh, uh, not too long ago. I think uh, 84, 85. I'm sorry. I'm recording this late, and I don't always write down things. But... Uh, yeah, he, he actually won um, those races when they would call it the Winston Cup when cigarettes were just on every damn thing. And now it's just, uh, yeah, gen it was a was generic NASCAR champion, uh, but not generic in his winnings because he was obviously pretty damn good at his day job. So uh, RIP to him and uh, just about uh, uh, six weeks away from Daytona. 
this happening. Okay, so let, let me check real quick because been bird dogging um, the the last college bowl game here, the Sugar Bowl, the All State Sugar Bowl, and it looks like Washington is going to pull the upset over Texas. I mean, yeah, Washington was number two, Texas three, but there were a lot of people were going with the Longhorns in this game. So it looks like Washington will meet next week with the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, they upset Alabama. Alabama was a favorite earlier, and uh, that game went in overtime, and it was a thrilling finish. And, uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh's uh, crew, the Wolverines go, well, let me be more specific. The Wolverines are 12-0, and uh, 13-0 and now, and Jim Harbaugh is 7-0. Wouldn't that be something, though, if uh, next week – uh, the Wolverines win the championship, and a guy that's been suspended twice this season hoists the trophy. Pretty funny stuff. Uh, we'll see if that gets revoked later on down the road. Um, but a uh, funny thing happened uh, last weekend with uh, Florida State. Uh, uh, you know, they, they finished the season undefeated, 12-0, and ACC champs, and, oh, they should... They should have been in the playoff. They should have been in the playoff. As, and there's some Georgia fans griping that they should have been in the uh, playoff, even though they lost to Alabama, Georgia, that is. So they, they meet in the consolation game, really. Five and six seats, right? And Georgia just throttles Florida State. I mean, it, it was never, ever close. It was 63-3, to the final score. And a lot of Florida State fans are, you know, griping about how a lot, like two thirds of the team, maybe not quite that high, but a good chunk of the team decided not to play. You know, they either hit the transfer portal, they just opted out, they didn't show up. Whereas with Georgia, only three such players did it. Like Georgia basically showed up to play and kick ass, and that they did. Florida State's team was just like, oh, you don't get us into the playoffs, we're going to pout about it. And it just confirms what I was thinking. If if that's the attitude of Florida State, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Georgia, on the other hand, they got they, they felt like they got screwed. I mean, they lose the one game they shouldn't have, and they're on the outside looking in. And they came in, and they conducted business. They took care of business. Um, and, you know, Kirby Smart and his crew look like they're probably going to be very competitive next year. Who knows with Florida State? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting title game. No SEC team. We'll be in it next week. Very interesting. Uh, not as interesting as the uh, choice of uh, mascots, the Pop-Tart Bowl. Um, the, the, uh, the mascot did get consumed, and it looked like something out of the Night of the Living Dead. And uh, the, the Cheez-Its Bowl, the, well, no, it's a Citrus Bowl presented by Cheez-Its. What, these stupid-ass uh, uh, <laughs> endorsements, you know, every corporate bowl, it's it's... It's the Citrus Bowl presented by Cheez-Its, or the Cheez-Its Citrus Bowl. Like, Cheez-Its and oranges have no business being together, but there it is. And uh, they had a, a Cheez-It pop out of a big box, and it was a big production. But sadly, the the, uh, the mascot wasn't edible, so it's not really worth the time when you think about it. Like, if you're not making some, uh, some intern or some college freshman sweat behind that mascot uh, that they themselves could possibly be eating, what is the freaking point is my point um somebody did bring up a good point though the uh 
uh, the Longhorns, Texas Longhorns, they had that big steer at the game, and uh, they said, hey, that's basically another edible costume right there. <laughs> Unbeknownst to the cow. <laughs> Hello, anybody who likes PETA. Okay, so Colts are in, uh, well, they're, they're looking to be in the playoffs. Uh, they won. They barely took care of business against the Raiders 23-20 uh, Saturday. So all the games for the final week of NFL play have been flexed and scheduled and moved around. The Colts will be on, I think, ESPN primetime games Saturday night against the Texans. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Basically, you win, you're in. If you don't, you're holding your breath and hoping this team loses, this team loses, and all that fun stuff. As it stands right now, the Colts have a 70% chance of getting in the playoffs I'm not sure what they base that off of. It's just voodoo. Uh, it is just voodoo analytics to uh, coin a term here. All right. So Saturday night games. The Colts play this upcoming Saturday. This past Saturday was uh, wild in Dallas. Jimmy Johnson finally got his due as the guy that put together uh, those uh, Super Bowl winning teams in the 90s. Uh, his name's in the ring of honor. And it's like, uh, you should have done this 20 years ago, Jerry. Um C.D. Lamb had a great game, and the Cowboys actually survived. Now, it looked like Dow, uh, Detroit was going to win this game. They It looked like it, 21-19, or 21-20, rather, but they fell 20-19. Um, and he, this is where it gets kind of confusing, because what happened was Detroit went down and scored on a late touchdown. And then they, uh, they thought they had their linemen, Identify himself as a possible receiver. And uh, for the layperson that doesn't fo follow football, basically, um, if if you're not a wide receiver, tight end, or running back, you can't receive the ball unless you tell the uh, the refs, hey, I'm an eligible receiver. Otherwise, that's an illegal man down the field. So, um, let's see, 68 Decker, I believe, um, he reported himself. At, he went up to the ref. He said, hey, I uh, I want to catch the ball. Uh, but the way he did it, the ref was walking away. He kind of uh, said it to him. And when the ref looked back, he saw 70, which was Skipper. So he had identified 70 as the receiver. The play went off flawlessly. That They thought that um, uh, they had it, but then they had to be called back. And then... Um, they, they had a couple more tries, and it just didn't work out, and so Dallas won. And, of course, Dan Campbell of the Lions was just livid, livid about it. Uh, but a, a few things come to mind here. Usually when they report a guy as an eligible receiver, at least in my understanding of NFL games from what I've watched, they will announce that on the loudspeaker. So I'm surprised that didn't happen. But what happened, from what I could tell with the camera angle, is, you know, 68... Decker is on the other side. You know, he goes up and shouts, hey, I'm the eligible receiver, and he walks off, and 70 is blocking the view of the ref. The ref turns around and goes, oh, 70 did. Neither one of these guys uh, verified that they understood each other or that they were on the same wavelength. So uh, it's one of those things where you kind of hope ref crews in the future are more proactive and NFL offenses are also more proactive about this shit. Um, but what's going to happen probably is that there's going to be a big owners meeting in the off season, and they're going to have all sorts of stupid rules now because of this. Um, and, and it sucks for Lions fans, I get it, but uh, but they're going to make all sorts of unnecessary changes when all you really need 
is the offensive lineman to verify that the ref sees him and the ref to verify that he sees the correct guy uh, motioning, hey, I'm the guy going to catch the ball. And that's all that needs to happen. By the way, uh, another dumb thing from that game, C.D. Lamb uh, for the Cowboys, had, you know, aside from all that crap going on, he had uh, 13 catches for well over 200 yards and a touchdown. He had a magnificent game. He played very well. And um, for his efforts, uh, the NFL made him take a random drug test <laughs> just to make sure he's on the up and up. Yeah, that was the problem with the game, the wide receiver. Um, so we'll see what happens with all the NFL games uh, this weekend. Deckergate was crazy. By the, by the way, this scares the hell out of me. Um, not to get too far up on the Travis Kelsey and you-know-who stuff, um, but I saw this floating around on the Internet, and, I, and I'm trying to verify how true this is. It's all rumor, according to reports. When you see that in a report, according to a report talking about reports, uh, you know, it's still rumor and it needs to be verified. And if this deals with somebody's personal finances, you're you're going to have to, like, really, really look into it. You know, you dig through trash cans. I don't know if anybody's doing that. But uh, Travis Kelsey, he's kind of a, a, a big deal. Uh, you know, his team's gone to three Super Bowls, won two of them. Uh, he's uh, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, uh, you know, despite the fact that he's obnoxious in all those commercials. He, uh, he's going to go to Canton. Unless they find, like, a dead hooker in his car, uh, he's going to go to Canton, okay? And uh, he, he makes a comfortable living from all those endorsements and from the NFL. He, he makes $14 million a year from his base salary as a tight end, in, again, playing for the Chiefs. And he has all those endorsements, like I said. But one in particular stands out, according to reports, and that would be uh, his two things at once commercials uh, with Pfizer. The report is is that Pfizer for the vaccines, the COVID vaccines, allegedly paid him well over twenty million dollars to do this commercial. Again, this is a big time player in the NFL, a guy who is talented, a guy who. Uh, is exceeds very well at his position usually. It's been kind of a struggle for him this past year. Wonder why. Um, and he's making more off of this commercial than he is in the NFL. And it's not like this guy is living in a studio apartment in New York City. He is Travis Kelsey making millions of dollars and living in the middle of the country where the dollar goes a little further. Pharmaceutical company, Pfizer, has that much money to throw at him for this commercial. That that in itself scares the hell out of me. And I'm not like uh, a big conspiracy theorist about, you know, you know, died suddenly and all that with the vaccines. Okay. Uh, I understand people being skeptical about the vaccines because after all, you are putting this thing in your body and you have every right to question that because that, it's it's your well-being, it's your person. Um, and I'm not I'm not a bleeding heart socialist by any stretch of the imagination. I am a free market guy, but I'm a little concerned that a drug company has this much money to throw at a guy who isn't exactly struggling in life. $20 million for this one commercial, two things at once. And uh, yeah, that to me scares the hell out of me. 
this is why people have these weird ass conspiracy theories. Well, part of the reasons. Others, you know, because they're poor. When when a when a pharmaceutical giant can do that, just with that one commercial, have that much clout for it. And this doesn't take into account the production values and all that other stuff that go into making this damn thing. Uh, yeah, people are going to wonder, well, what else can you guys do with all that money? $20 million. I mean, that's, if I remember that was a big deal back growing up when I think Jim Carrey got paid that for doing Cable Guy, $20 million. That's a big thing to do for Hollywood actors. And granted, there's inflation and all that. Um, but $20 million for a movie. Now it's $20 million for the, um, the Pfizer stuff. Okay. Um, let's talk about his, um, other half, Taylor Swift, because I know you can't get enough of that. Um, and I really wasn't going to talk about her much, if at all. Um, but, uh, there's this feminist writer, this progressive feminist writer, uh, out of San Francisco who over the weekend tweeted, yeah, Going into a new year, you want to see or see less of certain things. And she put out on Twitter X um, that she was hoping to hear and see a lot less of Taylor Swift in 2024. Uh, that's the gist of it. I don't think she called her any names or anything. It was just she was tired of hearing it. And, of course, immediately the Swifties descended upon her and made her feel real bad about this, saying, oh, you shouldn't say this about Taylor, Taylor, because, you know, it's our Lord and Christ, Taylor Christ. And uh, this woman has since walked back her comment and even said, I will do better in the future. I don't think she had anything to apologize for. I find it very interesting, though, because I know people who lean left who are a little tired of seeing her that don't necessarily fit into that dad's, Brad's, and Chad's MAGA um stereotype that a lot of people have of those who criticize Taylor Swift. I think for for all of her fans and all the money and all the success she's had and she just surpassed Elvis uh, with uh, with a big record not too long ago, uh, I think there is Taylor Swift fatigue. And it seems weird to say that with uh, the fact that she's made so much money on this tour. She's made she's now a billionaire. And uh, this tour is going to be extended into well into 2024. I think she's got some indie stops coming up. But it, it reminds me of what uh, my former program director, uh, Matt Toledo, said when I was over uh, at, at the Bear here in Fort Wayne. If you have, like, this big-ass concert coming to town, and it, it everybody's talking about it. Well, I'm doing air quotes, everybody. Let's just say Metallica. Metallica's one of the biggest plant bands on the planet, right? One of the biggest. You know, they, go, they come to town, they you know, they sell out the arena, place packed, everybody's excited, you know, they're, they're all just living for this moment, right? That is only a fraction of your radio audience. And as much as you play Metallica, yeah, there's a lot of Metallica fans, but there's a pretty good chunk of people that listen to your station that don't care for Metallica. Or, yeah, they're alright, but they're not my favorite band. And there are Metallica fans... They can't afford the tickets because they have day-to-day -day lives. Like, okay, I gotta afford to pay rent. I gotta pay my bills. I got a family to feed. That sort of thing. So, not everybody is there. It's not the center of the universe. And when you realize that, you know, it. I mean, yeah, you do your best to promote a show coming up because you want that show to succeed. But 
when you're a broadcaster, you have to kind of challenge yourself to talk about other things that other people might be interested in. You know, diversifying your stocks, so to speak. So when you see all these people in the media go all in for Taylor Swift and make her seem like the center of the universe, keep in mind, yeah, she has a lot of fans that go to her shows and follow every little thing that she does, but there's a good chunk of people that, eh, I really don't care for her music. Not my thing. And I'm not talking about the dads, brads, and chads that she coined that just hate her. They just, they don't care for her. They have other tastes. That's that's the whole thing about the marketplace of free ideas and pop culture. You don't necessarily have to like everything that's thrown your way. Um, and there are Taylor Swift fans that can't go to every concert, that can't plop down hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for tickets, because they themselves have a life and other obligations, financial obligations to fulfill. Uh, that's And that's kind of um, what a lot of people are failing to realize here. You know, you have this feminist t tweet this out. I don't think she hates Taylor Swift. She probably doesn't know Taylor Swift. But she's probably getting sick and tired of the news coverage of it. Because, well, she has other things she likes to focus on. Believe it or not, there's things I like to focus on, too, that don't involve her. But it's just, it's very interesting to see the media just... And, and, of course, her followers on Twitter or X, whatever, you know, just be apoplectic about her. And if you don't care for one single thing she does, well, you, sir or ma'am, are worse than Hitler. So, kind of interesting to see that story kind of play out. I do have it linked up again on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Okay, Epstein Watch 2024. Uh, the, the redacted list will be made public here in the not-too-distant future. Um, and uh, there's 170 people involved in this whose names are blacked out. And one of which, apparently, is William Jefferson Clinton, Bill Clinton, former president of the United States. Uh, his name appears in this thing 50 times. Uh, and uh, this is not uh, this is not fringe talk here. It's backed up by ABC News. Um who actually have George Stephanopoulos on their payroll. Um, yeah, corporate news, man. Uh, but 50 times Bill Clinton's name appears on this. Now, they did stress that uh, just because his name is on there does not really imply that he did anything illegal. It's just his name is mentioned 50 times, and it's one of 170 names in this report. Um, it does give a black mark, I would think, being associated with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and there's a lot of speculation as to who else might be um, uh, mentioned in this uh, this uh, filing. Thing is, is like you kind of have to. It's a big deal, but you have to be very careful about all the stuff that's out there on social media because everybody has a theory as to whose name is on there, and you'll see doctored photos and everything. I get the uh, distrust, like uh, the distrust against mainstream media. I mean, I just went on a rant about how the media will go after you if you don't like their uh, pop star of the day. Uh, but the enemy of my enemy is not necessarily my friend. And so you will have people on social media post things that are um, not true. And whether they're doing it because they just believe it or because they just want to get, you know, cash in on the clickbait or whatever, I don't know. But you got to take it with a, a degree of salt. 
Very interesting as to whose names will appear on this thing in the coming days and what excuses will be given as to why their names are on this list and why they associated with it. Because you got to remember, uh, before all this uh, broke out about Jeffrey Epstein, you know, he was a power broker and he hung out with quite a few uh, politicians from both sides of the, of the aisle. Uh, you know, uh, you know, members of the royal family, actors, directors, producers. It'll be very interesting to see the hemming and hawing that comes out about this. And if anything illegal is mentioned um, in this report. All right. Another thing you got to be cautious about is just the Internet itself. Uh, they've uh, recently a class action lawsuit, $5 billion, I think. You got to forgive me. My voice is about to give out. My throat's been sore all week weekend um five million dollars against google they're assigned to uh, settle this out of court because apparently when you use incognito that function of google they're still harvesting your de data and if you're not familiar with what uh, incognito is basically you go dark and you can browse websites without people knowing it's you and websites and everything can't harvest you know advertising data and all that other stuff basically it's a function for people who like to lie to themselves and tell themselves that there's no way in heck a tech giant is going to spy on me if I click this one button. Oh, common sense is needed. I mean, if if this is the case, yeah, Google did open themselves up to a pretty big lawsuit here, and for some settling out of court, it doesn't look good. Um, but again, but again, if you're using any search engine, you just have to assume that your searches aren't just being seen by you because where's the profit in that if only you are seeing that um a little less i think this is a five million dollar lawsuit but there's a woman suing hershey's over uh Reese cups well more specifically the uh the pumpkin Reese cups uh just after halloween here because on the wrapper it looks like there's faces carved into the pumpkin right but when you open it up, it's just a chocolate pumpkin with peanut butter inside. There's no face carving in it. So she's upset about that, and she's suing them for false advertising. Wait until she finds out all the work you have to do when you buy the jack-o'-lantern from the pumpkin patch. I have to do it myself? God almighty, as long as it's actually chocolate and peanut butter, no one gives a shit. There, I, and again, one of these guys, this is like the fourth or fifth food story uh, lost it either over cooking instructions size of a sandwich false advertising if you are that upset about somebody else making your food make your own damn food don't tie up the court systems with this stuff please it's not fixing anything and if anything it's probably going to make our food more expensive all right um i am a big bill of rights guy I am, you know, for personal liberty and all that stuff. First Amendment, free speech. You have the right to say what you want to say, and I have the right to disagree and be offended with that. And you can be offended by what I have to say, and I and I really don't care. But there are limits. Um, and if your ass is an expression of yours, there are going to be some people that uh, take issue with that. Umbrage, if you will. Uh uh, was this a chancellor, former chancellor for Wisconsin Lacrosse, that university up, uh, up a little north northwest of us here in Indiana? Uh, he has had to resign after it was made public that he and his wife were putting out porno videos 
on well-known websites. Uh, and no, the stories I'm looking at don't list the websites. Uh, but uh, he was fired by the board and he says this is a violation of his free speech. No, this is them distancing themselves from you. Uh, universities have had kind of a bad rep lately and this really doesn't help them. And you can't really, uh, you can't, not that he's doing this, but you really can't use the paycheck sob story. Like you have some of these teachers, elementary school, mid, middle school teachers uh, uh, going on OnlyFans because they're just not making enough money from the public sector. Oh, too bad. Um, but I, I happen to Google what the average salary is for your university chancellor, and it ranges anywhere from uh, 190 to $400,000 annually. So if they're hard up for money, so to speak, it's because they're bad with finances. Uh, no, I have not looked up these. Uh, <laughs> I have not looked up any of these videos. I am looking at it. just a mugshot. Well, I wouldn't say mugshot, but just, just a picture of this dude. Again, it, it falls into that category. The people that usually get naked are the people that you generally don't want to see naked. They're giving away the store. All right, a um, couple more things for you. Close up here. Uh, Sephora, you know, they uh, they have the, the makeup and all that stuff for uh, young ladies. Uh, here in Fort Wayne, they have like a couple of those uh, shops set up in uh, Kohl's. I think one JCPenney. Well, there's a TikTok, uh, Reddit, Instagram thingy going around talking about how this lotion, if you put it on you, will attract spiders. And women have been complaining about this, like uh, they've had big spiders come out of the woodwork. Spiders are attracted to this lotion. Which, okay, I'm kind of wondering how, um, because I'm sure the scent of the lotion would attract them through the perfume department. And if you've ever been to any department store or perfume department, you know it's just hard, hard to breathe. If a spider can survive the perfume department, we're pretty much boned, basically. And uh, finally, a pastor went to jail, uh, and his wife is out of a job in North Carolina. She was kind of complaining about how she was at McDonald's. She's a manager. Employees weren't respecting her, disrespecting her. So this, uh, her husband, a pastor, a man of God, decided to get involved. Went to McDonald's, went behind the counter, starting accosting uh, employees. I think he choked one, uh, punched another, and he tried to dunk another person's head, tried to, into the deep fryer. Kind of a no-no. These exorcisms are getting way out of line. You know, that's, that's the thing, though. I mean, if, um, if you're having trouble with an employee and your manager, uh, you don't go to your spouse about it because what can they do? I mean, they might lend moral support at home and say, it's too bad, but you go to your higher-ups and talk about it, right? Um, and really, the deep fryer, it really, all this really didn't help her in her job. Kind of, yeah, there's only some book this man could consult about being a better man. I don't know. Uh, we're off, like I said, we're... Uh, we're, we're failing as a society. Man of God kills man or tries to kill man with deep fire. Well, that all said done. I'm done. Until next time, maybe I'll have a voice. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.